This investigative agency, which would look into corruption among high-ranking officials, legally went into effect on July 15th. Uh, That was the date a lot of people who wanted to reform the prosecution uh, were looking forward to. However, it failed to launch in full because there are some several uh, key procedural hurdles that haven't been ironed out yet. Uh, One of them is that the uh, political parties have yet to nominate uh, their prospective candidates to lead the unit. You need some from the ruling party side. You need some from the opposition side. And there are some pundits that say that uh, this delay may result in, uh, and maybe to the disappointment of many, that uh, this uh, thing may not kick off uh, within the year. So to give us some analysis on the situation, we're very pleased to have joining us from Kyungi University Law School, Professor Song Sehdian on the line. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning to you, Professor. So uh, when we talk about, and again, colloquially uh, known in the Korean context as Kong Soo or this uh, high-ranking officials investigative body, uh, the main opposition, UFP, has been... Um, uh, we can say uncooperative in uh, the uh, process to launch the investigation. They are saying that uh, there should be no rush into uh, getting this started. And the uh, main rival parties, uh, which basically now we're back to the uh, definitive two-party system with some minor parties involved and no other um, uh, negotiating blocks in parliament, right? Uh, No other parties with uh, 20 or more seats. So it's UFP versus uh, DP as it stands. There is a need for the UFP to uh, nominate their candidate uh, for heading this uh, total, uh, and they also need to get this committee started. It's been delayed, I I think we know that, but uh, overall, give us your initial thoughts on what's been going so far uh, as we passed the uh, July 15th deadline. Right. Uh, UFP thinks it's it's a ploy to strengthen the ruling party's grip on power uh, by widening the surveillance power over high-level officials. So the, the delay, uh, which sup- supposedly uh, have launched uh, on July 15th, uh, it was not realistic, and the many hurdles remain. So maybe uh, I think I'm uh, with the opinion that it's going to be difficult to launch within this year. First of all, uh, no candidate nomination committee was formed. And even if uh, it was, uh, there's actually uh, a need exists for the law, for the confirmation hearing itself. Uh, you need to uh, have a revision to National Assembly Act and Personal Hearing Act to get that done. And also the constitutional review is underway. So there are a lot of uncertainties. Uh, but, but overall, there's no uh, cert, uh, no details that is commensurate to this kind of uh, new re- reform and undertaking. I, I think that uh, this process of making this important agency should be more transparent, and the details has to be known at this point. But uh, not seeing that uh, leads me to believe that it's going to be difficult to iron out those things and uh, launch it within this year. Let's uh, talk about one of the things that you just mentioned here, the, the constitutional Argument. So uh, the opponents of this bill say that uh, there is some question as to whether this is actually legal under the Constitution. And so therefore, to make it legal, I guess uh, you would have to reform the Constitution. That is the uh, argument that it, this is an independent 
independent body that doesn't belong to the legislative, administrative, or uh, judiciary branch. However, it does have subpoena and investigative and indictive uh, powers. So uh, along that line, the UFP has filed a constitutional court case uh, to try to nullify the passage of this. Uh, it, to the other side, it does seem like more of a, a delaying tactic, but how do, how do you assess the legal argument there? I think it's a good and valid uh Topic and argument, I think it has to be ironed out with the the, the sufficient uh, debate. Uh, First of all, um, if if you don't include it in the the traditional scheme of the separation of uh, power in the government, then the checks and balance system does not apply. So if the the investigation unit runs rampant, who's going to check it? So there is a, a very serious uh, constitutionality uh, uh, component to it. Well, on the other, on the other hand, uh, there are other bodies that exist that do not belong to constitutional scheme, like the Anti-Corruption and Civil Rights Commission or Human Rights Commission. They exist independently outside of the purview. So uh, it, it doesn't mean that everything has to be uh, within either. Executive, legislative, or judicial bodies, but it, the sufficient details has to be ironed out to uh, make that uh, functional. Um, because of those uh, units or the, those commissions are qualitatively different. If you want to uh, make another independent unit, because the Civil Rights Commission or the Human Rights Commission are the body that uh, exists to protect. The, the fundamental rights. But this investigative unit uh, has a power to abridge or uh, encroach upon people's uh, fundamental rights in order to investigate uh, their uh, corruption uh, allegations. So in that sense, those two uh, categories tend to be uh, different. So in that sense, Constitution has to come in uh, to see what kind of check and balance system and what kind of legitimacy they can give under the current scheme of the Constitution. Well, as it stands right now, it's a stalemate. Uh, the ruling party, as we all know, won 180 seats combined if they uh, pull together all uh, their political allies. Uh, so uh, what uh, there is uh, on the table from the ruling party side is, is if the opposition continues to uh, claim that it is unconstitutional, they have the votes to revise this bill. I think um, most people may not remember, but uh, during that whole fast track uh, legislation uh, kerfuffle that occurred uh, uh, during the 20th National Assembly, uh, there were two competing versions, big versions of uh, the uh, reform bill establishing Kongsuchan. That was the uh, the Pekerianan, uh, the, the, the one put forth by by the ruling party lawmaker Pekiran, and then the one put forth by Kwanuni, who was at that time um, uh, part of the uh, the People's Party or Padenmide Party, as it's now known. Uh, the Pekiran uh, version of the bill did pass, but now they're talking about revising this uh, to to kind of make it along the line so that the argument of uh, constitutionality holds less water. How it just it really depends on the ruling party being able to take the uh, the political uh, backlash that will ensue and whether they're willing to to spend that capital on it. Uh, how realistic do you think that is as, as a scenario? Well, the ruling party, as you pointed out, has the vote to do it. So if they push it, then uh, it is something that they can do. But uh, I think the more important uh, fundamental question is 
that the National Assembly at this point needs to work on many, many details. Right now, the procedure and the details, the investigation procedure, safety devices, uh, all those things are too murky and unclear. Uh, I think that uh, by rushing into making it uh, into existence, I think is very dangerous and uh you you can repeat some of the mistakes that, that the political parties have made before. I mean, I vividly remember all too, often, uh, all too uh, well that what happened during the the general elections that they were pushing for a proportional uh, elective uh, uh, scheme that they said that they will protect the smaller parties and will make the democracy more functional, but we we know all what happened, all the schemes, and 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 in the end, we were feeling that we're defrauded into believing uh, on that new scheme. So, in that sense, the lack of details and and the the debate as to how this right. important units could uh, come into being. I think at this point is very important, very much important, aside from the fact that they can do it because they have the vote. Yeah, I, I don't want to get too much into the, the weeds with the uh, electoral reform, but uh, uh, there, <laughs> there were some points that were made that uh, if the Justice Party had actually agreed to increase that cap of uh, the, as we know, the, the non representative or the kind of the proportional part, which could be uh, delved into with the percentage of votes cast, it would have prevented the main opposition from engaging in that satellite party party scheme, which, of course, uh, again, at the end of the day, obviated the entire uh, principle of trying to allow the minority uh, parties to to have a vote with with the uh, or the in- investigative body. The ruling party is trying to push forward. So they did already name uh, two of the uh, candidates uh, that they thought uh, could be leadership roles on this. Uh, one of the lawyers, Chang Sung-gun, had to step down because of some of the controversy uh, that was reported about about him being a representative of one of the uh, alleged accomplices of the infamous uh, Cho Jubin, who is the uh, mastermind behind Anthrum. Now, I, I don't want to get into the political argument of this, but as a as a practicing private lawyer who who represents uh, various clients, uh, was was that one of the cases that politically speaking it was untenable for him to to be a member, or was that a disqualifying factor? Well, uh, a lot of people have different opinions. Yeah. But the trouble concerning nomination and appointments are nothing new on both sides. So, having said that, though, as you pointed out, uh, I. I don't feel that this is a valid uh, concern about uh, him disqualifying because if the criminal defense attorney representing a suspect uh, is a, a disqualifying factor, uh, then uh, probably good lawyers uh, can, cannot be a candidate for this kind of uh, venture, right. uh, no matter how uh, disgusting that the crime has been. Uh, the, the the suspects and those defendants they have the right to appoint uh, their own attorneys and the cr- criminal defense attorney's job comes with the territory of dealing with a heinous uh, criminals uh, potential criminals allegations so in that sense uh, he was just trying to do a good job and we we right. cannot wholesale uh, denigrate the criminal defense attorney industry.
Yeah, you can think a, a, a defendant is disgusting and, and right, deserves, um, you know, uh, uh, some kind of punishment. But at the same time, th- there is this uh, basic sort of fundamental right that everybody uh, is deserving of a day in court and is deserving of uh, a competent uh, legal representation. It doesn't necessarily uh, disqualify you. But as you say, there is an optics involved with it and, and I guess a public perception involved with it that uh, I guess overrode a lot of those legal principles. I do want to address another issue here, Professor Song, um, and get your uh, insights into, because it's tangentially related to what we've been talking about with uh, Kong Su Chao and uh, how uh, the Constitution may have to be changed. Um, so we had the 72nd Constitution Day last Friday, and as is often the case, um, the National Assembly speakers always chime in, and it seems like it is part of their portfolio to to uh, push for constitutional reform uh, every uh, National Assembly session, and this time was no exception. Park Byung-suk, the uh, new parliamentary speaker, emphasized that uh, constitutional reform is needed, and it is needed even more so because of the world facing these huge challenges with the uh, coronavirus pandemic and the ensuing economic uh, difficulties as you and I have uh, been able to uh, cordially uh, speak over the past decade or so, uh, we've been talking about constitutional reform for many years. It's a, it's a political black hole, as as we all say. It never gets done, especially towards the end of a presidency, because uh, all, automatically political parties, politicians, leaders all have to kind of align themselves uh, to gear up for the next presidential election. Feasible or not feasible constitutional reform? Well, the constitutional reform is a very good topic to include in the speech on the occasion of the Constitution <laughs> yeah, yeah. Day. So I don't, I understand that that has been uh, talked about. But at this point, I, I think whenever we have this discussion, the characterization of the uh, constitutional reform uh, is that it's a black hole. It, it sucks everything in in the political uh, the debates. So in that sense. Uh, timing is always an issue, whether there is a political will to it, and also uh, we have a capacity to kind of delve into or apportion enough time to discuss it. At this point, I, I think it's uh, rightly uh, people point out that COVID-19 first, we got to get that taken care of. And probably even though there there is a, a broad consensus as to the reform, uh, I think that the deta- details and what kind of direction it has to has to go has to be on the table squarely uh, before we take a look at it in a very serious manner. So in that sense, uh, I think that because of the the vote configuration of the ruling party, this is as good as any. Yeah, is as, as as close it can get to to push the constitutional reform. But a lot has to be uh, taken care of. We're just like the the the, the discussion about the Kung uh, is about the details. But uh, even the the constitutional reform debate has to be uh, taking into consideration a lot more details. Right, as we should remind ourselves, uh, the ruling party has 180 seats. Uh, they can basically do anything they want in the National Assembly, except. Uh, for push through <laughs> uh, constitutional reform, uh, which would take two thirds, and so they're a little shy of that, and they would need some cooperation uh, from the opposition to to even uh, make it feasible. But as you say, this is probably the closest that uh, any parliament has ever been in terms of the uh, the math to to get it done. Professor Hong, thank you very much for joining us. Always appreciate it, and we hope to talk to you again soon. My pleasure. Thank you.